Hello, everyone. I hope you're doing well. This is Professor Zipadelli. Uh, today, we're going to go over the practice test for Chapter 4. But before we do that, I just want to review um, a couple of things. Um, remember, I sent you the nine steps that you must follow when taking a test, a quiz, or a lab, okay? I posted those rules, those nine rules, as an announcement on Blackboard. It, it's within the first two or three announcements. Uh, just a refresher to the rules. You are allowed to use any of the materials that I have posted for you on Blackboard when you are taking the test, okay? So um, that's available to you. Number two, you need to copy down each example, each test example, neatly on your notebook or on a separate paper um, and show all of your algebraic work arriving at your answer. You need to do that for every single problem. Number them, keep them organized. And when you finish the test, I want you to photograph and send that over to me. You are not allowed to use any other apps or uh, online help or discussing the, the test or quiz or lab with anyone else. Uh, I will look over your work. And if there is not any algebraic work, if it doesn't follow, then I will mark that work wrong and adjust your, your test grade. Um, all right. So anyhow, uh, let's... Um, Let's take a look at this practice test for chapter four. Actually, one other thing before I forget. If we were in the classroom, what would happen would be I would put, uh, say, the notes up on the, on the screen, the template, or I'd put them on the, the whiteboard and we would go through each problem and you would fill in the appropriate solutions. Then after you did the problem, if we were using uh, the screen, the computer, then I might put the completed problem up on the screen for you to check your work. Because we're working as a podcast and you're working at home, um, basically, I'm asking you to have the answer key in front of you on the screen, and I'm walking you through the problems. Now, if you have the ability to print the template of the notes of the practice test, uh, that's even better. Or you copy the problem down in your notebook. The point I'm trying to make is, I don't just want you to look at my work. I want you to be able to 
solve the problem, do the example, and check it against my answer key, and use the podcast to help you along the way. Because if you just only look at my answer key, and you don't attempt to do the examples on your own, what's going to happen when you take the test? All right? You could, you know, not be successful. You probably won't. So in order to be successful on the test, you need to try these problems on your own first. And the way we would do it in class would be to work on the template of the notes. The next day we would do the template of the HW problems from Blackboard and so on. Okay, so keep all that in mind. I know it's extra effort, especially if you you aren't able to print um, copies, then you need to really copy the examples down on paper and work them out. Okay? All right, so that's just a little bit um, what I hope will make you the most successful. So please take a moment and load up on the screen the practice test for Chapter 4, and I'm going to discuss the answer key. And also have your notebooks out and something to write with so we can try some of these examples on our own too. All right, pause the podcast, get everything set up. Okay, thank you. All right, the first two examples on this podcast come from section 4.1, solving a system of linear equations graphically. Now remember, there are three possible graphs that you can come up with. You could be given two um, equations that you graph and the two lines cross They intersect in a point, and that point's your common solution, and you would name the coordinates of that common solution. And remember, you can always plug those X and Y values back in to make sure that uh, you do have the correct solution. Another option is you graph your two lines and it turns out that you have the same slope and the same y-intercept, so therefore they graph on top of each other, and you would say you have an infinite number of solutions, or all real numbers. Third choice is you graph the two lines, and you have the same slope but different y-intercepts, so therefore there's no solution, no common solution, or you can use the symbol of empty set. So those are our possibilities. Example number one, I solved each equation for y, and I came up with y equals x plus one, with a slope of one and a b of one. So one over one is my slope, rise over run, and an ordered pair of zero, one for your y-intercept. I plot 0, 1 on my graph, 
and I move up one and over one, rise over run, and I draw my line. Okay, that line has a positive slope. Equation two, I subtract x from both sides, and I come up with y equals negative x plus three, so my slope is negative 1, which I can write as negative 1 over 1. B is 3. The ordered pair of the y-intercept is 0, 3. I plot 0, 3. The slope is going in the opposite direction. So I will go down 1 and over 1. Left to right, always moving left to right. And I draw my line and name the common solution as 1, 2. Uh, you can always go back, plug in 1 and 2 into both equations, and you can see that it checks in each. Example number 2. Um, I think it's to your advantage uh, to write these two equations down on separate paper. All right? So write down equation 1, 3y equals... 2x plus 6. Nope. I'm sorry. Let me read that again. Equation 1. 3y minus 2x equals 6. And to the right of that, write down equation 2. Negative 12y plus 8x equals 24. All right. Would you pause the podcast, solve each equation, cover up that graph, Cover up all the work. Make sure, uh, let's see what you come up with for M and B for each. And um, and then check it against my graph. All right. Uh, take a moment to complete that work. Solving equation one, you should come up with Y equals two-thirds X plus two. M is two-thirds. B is an ordered pair of 0, 2. I plot 0, 2, and I go up 2 and over 3, and I draw that top line. Equation number 2. Solve for y is y equals 3x minus 2. M is 2 thirds. B is an ordered pair is 0, negative 2. I plot 0, negative 2. And I go up 2 and over 3, and I draw my bottom line. And as you can see, the lines are parallel. They have the same slope and a different y-intercept. You can write no solution or empty set. Okay, so those are two examples from sections 4.1 and 4.2. Problems 3 and 4 come from section 4.2, the substitution method. Now recall how this works. You look over your two equations and you say to yourself, could I, could I solve either equation for either x or y? And if you identify that equation and that variable, go ahead and solve for it. Keep your equations numbered and plug it into the other equation. So what I did for this example number three 
is I took equation two and I said all I need to do is add 3y to both sides and I can get equation two as x equals 3y minus one and put parentheses around the 3y minus one. I solved equation two, I plug it into equation one. So copy down equation one again, 5y minus 2x equals 4, and in place of x, substitute the quantity 3y minus 1. Distribute and solve, and y equals negative 2. Now you need to plug that negative 2 in for y, and I always like to go to that equation, x equals 3y minus 1, plug it in, and x equals negative 7. The common solution is negative 7 comma negative 2. And remember, you can always check the ordered pair into both equations. For example number 4, if you haven't already attempted this problem, I would like you to copy it down on separate paper, unless you have the printout already. Equation 1. 2x minus y equals 0. Equation 2, y plus 2x equals 12. Pause the podcast and work on this example. And when you're finished, uh, check it against the answer key and I'll explain it in a moment. In example number 4, There were two good places to solve. You can either solve equation one for y or equation two for y. I happen to solve equation one for y. Again, I did this in my head. You can do it on separate paper, y equals two x. In equation two, in place of y, I put two x and solved and got x equals 3. Plug the 3 back in to my y equals 2x, and I got y equals 6. The common solution is 3, 6. Examples 5 and 6 deal with the elimination method. Now remember how this works. You want the x's lined up, the y's lined up, equal to your numbers. Okay, so example number five, the equations are in standard form. The x's and y's are lined up equal to your numbers. What you want to do is you want to cancel out a variable. So I multiplied equation one by two. So that negative two y would become a positive two y, then the y's would add up to zero. So 3x times 2 is 6x, negative y times 2 is negative 2y, and 8 times 2 is 16. Copy down equation 2 underneath, add them up, the y's cancel out, and x equals 3. Now substitute the 3 back into either equation. I took equation 2, and I plugged in 3 for x. Subtracted 3, divided by 2, and y equals 1. 
Common solution is 3-1. For number 6, I would like you to copy this problem down on separate paper. Equation 1 is 3x minus 5y equals 9. Equation 2 is 5x minus 3y equals negative 1. I paused the podcast. This time, it looks like you're going to have to manipulate both equations. So decide what you want to multiply the top equation by and the bottom equation by so you can eliminate either x's or y's. All right, pause it and we'll pick up on it in a minute. Now you do have some options. What I decided to do is eliminate the y's. So I multiply the top equation by negative three. That would give me a 15y. And the bottom by five, which would give me a negative 15y, and then the y's would cancel. So again, distribute negative three through every term in the top equation and five on the bottom. And you notice the y's add up to zero and you get 16x equals negative 32, so x equals negative two. Then go back in, plug in negative two into either equation. I happen to use equation one, and y is negative three, so your common solution is negative two, negative three. Section number Roman numeral four. I'm gonna have um, something like this too. And the interesting thing is, it says solve one example using substitution and the other one by elimination. So you wanna look over your two equations and say, is there an equation that I can easily get X or Y by itself? If so, that's the substitution one. Then the other one would be elimination. It turns out number seven, I can easily solve for y in either equation one or two. I chose equation two and I came up with y equals six minus two x. And I plugged that into equation one and got x equals three plug the three back in and got y equals zero. Now, if that one's done by substitution, we're left with elimination for the next one. I multiplied the top equation by nine to give me a 45q and five on the bottom to get a negative 45q. And so look over my work, and you see that P equals 1. And when you plug the 1 in, you get Q equals negative 1. You write your common solution in alphabetical order, PQ, 1 comma negative 1. Roman numeral 4 is your word problem section. So for the motion problems, we are going to use our table, rate, time, and distance. 
It says Bill's motorboat took three hours to make a trip downstream. So we have down and back or downstream and upstream. So three hours down with the six mile per hour current. The return trip was five hours. So the time for the return is five. Let X be the rate of the boat in still water. So with the current, your rate will be X plus six. And against the current, X minus six. Rate times time equals distance. Three times the quantity of X plus six. And five times the quantity of X minus six. We are going to set those equal because if it's a round trip problem, the distance down is the same as the distance back. And when you solve, you get 24 miles per hour. So that is the rate of the boat in still water. Problem number 10. Now this is a percent problem. So um, recall how we set up our table. Across the top, it's going to be number of liters, percent of nitrogen in amount. Down the left-hand column, second row is going to be gently grow, sun saver, and mixture. The problem reads, nature's gardening carries two kinds of fertilizer containing nitrogen. Gently grow is 3% nitrogen and sun saver is 8% nitrogen. So in the percent of nitrogen column, I put 3% and 8% and I change those to decimals as 0.03 and 0.08. Nature's gardening needs to combine the two types to make a 90 liter mixture at 6% nitrogen. I fill in the 90 under mixture, under the number of liters of the mixture. The percent is 6% in the next column, and the decimal is 0.06. How many of each brand should be used? I don't know. So I fill in X and Y for gently grow and sun saver. And now I multiply across to get the amount column, 0.03x, 0.08y, and 90 times 0.06 is 5.4. I need two equations since I have two variables. Equation one comes from the first column x plus y equals 90. Equation 2 comes from the column on the far right, 0.03x plus 0.08y equals 5.4. I solved the top equation for x, x equals 90 minus y, and put parentheses around it. Equation 2, I multiplied by 100 to move the decimal two places to the right. And I came up with 3x plus 8y equals 540. 
In place of x, I substituted its equal, 90 minus y, distributed and solved, and y equals 54. Now I went back to the first equation, x plus y equals 90, substituted 54 for y, and came up with x equals 36. So we'll need 36 liters of Gently Grow and 54 liters of Sun Saver. Example 11. Two angles are supplementary, so I draw my picture. Remember, supplementary angles are two angles that add up to 180 degrees. Their difference is 24. Find the measure of each. So equation 1 x plus y equals 180. Equation 2, their difference, x minus y equals 24. Now, this example works out nicely with the elimination method. If you add the two equations, you get 2x equals 204, divide by 2, and x is 102 degrees. Plug that back into either equation, and you get y is 78 degrees. Okay? All right, nice job. Example 12. This example is a motion problem. So we set up our standard table, rate, time, and distance. We have two trains. I said first train and second train. It says a train leaves Boston heading for Washington, D.C. at 60 miles per hour. So I filled in 60 for the rate of the first train. Two hours later, a second train leaves Boston for Washington, D.C. on a parallel track at 90 miles per hour. I filled in 90 for the rate of the second train. Now, the first train started two hours earlier so I uh, used x for the time for the second train and x plus 2 for the time of the first I multiplied across rate times time equals distance and this is a motion in the same direction so it, the question is how many hours will it take the second train to catch the first? So we have equal distance. So I, I set up my equation as 60 times the quantity of x plus 2 equals 90x. And solve, and I get x equals 4 hours. Don't forget the label. And this is the type of problem that you oftentimes see on a final exam, too. Example 13, we have a rectangle, so we draw a rectangle. The perimeter is 240 yards. I fill in P equals 240 yards. I label the length at L and the width at W. We know that the formula to find the perimeter of a rectangle is 2L plus 2W equals P. So that's my first equation is 2L plus 2W equals 240, which is P, the perimeter. 
Second equation. The width is W equals 6 more than half the length. 1 half L plus 6. The problem is set up for substitution. In place of W in equation number 1, I fill in the 1 half L plus 6. Distribute and solve and L equals 76 and then you plug that back in. I plugged it into equation 2 and I got W at 44. So the length is 76 yards and the width is 44 yards. Now the last two examples on this practice test I think are the easiest ones of all. It says determine whether the given ordered pair is a solution of the equation. All you need to do is to plug in in number 14 1 for x, 2 for y into both equations. So if you plug it into number 1 you get 2 equals 2, true statement. If you plug 1 for x and 2 for y into equation number 2, you get 4 equals 4, so your answer is yes. And number 15, you're going to plug in negative 1 for x and negative 2 for y. And if you do that in equation 1, you get negative 7 equals negative 7. Okay, that's half of it. But now in equation 2, x is negative 1 y is negative 2, negative 3 plus 1 is 1, and 1 is, is it equal to 12? No, it doesn't satisfy both equations, so your answer is no. So as I said in the beginning of this podcast, this practice test really should be done completely on your own. Uh, If you have access to a printer, Print it up, try it again, compare it to my answer key. If you don't have a printer, do it on separate paper. But if you could do these examples, these 15 examples, and get them correct, you'll be in great shape to take the Chapter 4 test. Okay, please keep listening to the podcast and keep up with your homework, your My Math Lab homework, and um, in your work on Blackboard. Okay? Hang in there, everyone. This is tough stuff. I'm trying to do it the best way that I can for you. Okay? Stay healthy. Keep those hands washed. And six feet between people. All right. Take care. Talk with you soon. Bye-bye.